Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Look at the calendar. What does it say? What does it tell you? When is the NBA season going to get here? What does it actually say, or what are we pretending like it says? <laughs> it says it's right around the corner. Seku Smith from NBA.com, my main man, Lang Whitaker. Yo. Cranking it up here, talking about the best duos in the NBA, and why even bother? I mean, why waste our time tracking this guy down when we can just start off the show with him? John Schumann here with us as well, talking about the top duos in the NBA. No more Russell Westbrook in his one-man show. James Harden's got help. You know, different landscape. LeBron's got different-looking help. Kyrie's got some different-looking help. Who are the top duos in the NBA for this season right now? Like the guys you look at and say, you gotta be, you got to strap it up every night for these cats. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you some names that I think belong in that upper echelon. Um, and these aren't I, I think the, surprises. Well, the number one's got to be Curry and KD, right? To me, based on what we saw in the finals, they they got to be right there yeah, at the very I top. don't disagree. They're like the defending champs. Um, I think the uh, LeBron and whoever you want to throw in there with him certainly would rank on that list, whether it's Kevin Love, maybe Isaiah Thomas later in the season since we don't seem – I don't think he's going to be ready, obviously, at the start of the season. CP3 and James Harden, Russell Westbrook and Paul George – there's some Warriors stands that would argue that Clay and Draymond should be on that list. <laughs> but there are new ones. There are new dynamic duos, guys. What about Jokic and Paul Millsap in Denver? What about John Wall and Bradley Beal? John Wall and Bradley Beal, to me, belong in that list. Kawhi, and I'm sorry, San Antonio yeah. fans who are still upset with the Marcus Aldridge, but maybe Kawhi and the Marcus. All right, I got a, I got some trivia for you to get the uh, get this conversation moving. <laughs> All right. You can't, you can't get the trivia right. out of him. So what duo, what two players accounted for the highest percentage of their team's total points last season? So this duo accounted for 46% of their team's total points last season, which was the highest uh, percentage in the league. The non-playoff team in the Western Conference. Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. Nope. Damn. They would be on my list of They were second. They would be on my list of duos, though. Second and four, 44%. Okay, yeah. They would how, about, be on my uh, list. how about Boogie and Anthony Davis? No, well, because Boogie came over halfway through, so he's not going to have counted, accounted for a high percentage of the team's total points. Total, huh. okay. Total points. Um, a non-playoff team in the West last year. Yep. Devin, Devin Booker and uh, – Nope. 
Okay. I just want to say Devin Booker's name on here because it's from Grand Rapids. Um, Dirk Nowitzki and Harrison Barnes. Nope. Damn. I was just thinking about them. I'm giving um, up. I'm how about giving up? Uh, Towns and Wiggins. Towns and ah, Wiggins yeah, is course. the answer. Forty-six percent. Which makes it an interesting thing. So now you bring in Jimmy Butler, and these guys are just so used to carrying such a huge scoring load. Um, and now you bring in t- to Jimmy Butler, and it's going to be interesting to see how all that dynamic works. But right. I was also looking at um, our pie statistic, which is our sort of NBA.com sort of all-in-one stat. Mm-hmm. And it looks at basically takes all your all a player's stats and throws them into one number. And um, there are four teams that have two players that were in the in the top fifteen last season. Mm-hmm. One of them is Houston, Harden and Paul. One of them is Cleveland, uh, James and Thomas. So they were five and fifteen. Harden and Paul were third and sixth mm-hmm. in that stat. Minnesota had has Towns who was tenth and Butler who was twelfth. And New Orleans as Davis and Cousins, second mm. and seventh. So those are like the sort of – now, Butler and Towns were played for two different teams. James and Thomas played for two different teams last year, and Cousins right. played for most of the season for a different team. And right. Harden and Paul played for two different teams last year. So all those are four guys that are coming in having accumulated sort of stats for other teams. So it'll be interesting to see how, how that kind of plays out. Um, so, does it Does it automatically become – a Butler Towns duo, you think up there? Like, well, how does that work for Andrew Wiggins? Uh, like, is he the guy? He's the guy that has to take the step back. He's he's you know he's sort of taken on a bigger role with the ball, you know, um, as his career has gone on, um, and now he's not going to be the primary guy with the ball. I think on the perimeter, you know. It, Got to, you know, the ball's got to be in Jimmy Butler's hands more. So it's going to be a, a those two especially are going to really have to adjust as far as finding ways to to be successful off the ball, kind of like LeBron and Wade did when they went into Miami. Where you know neither of them's a great shooter, so they either have to really you know be taking you know a thousand catch and shoot jumpers this summer <laughs> per day right. or they have to work, you know, the thing that Wade did, Wade never became a really good shooter playing off LeBron, but he became a really good, well, not a great um, three point shooter. Yeah. Yeah. A cup dump, but like he became a, a good cutter off the ball. Right. Like he would, he would find that, that seam in the defense or, and, and time his cuts to the basket really well. Um, and that was the one thing he really, uh, he added to his game after LeBron arrived. So, be curious to see how you know Wiggins and Butler do in that regard, um, as far as playing off of each other. And Towns is going to have to give up some touches too. You know, he likes to get the ball in the post and and go to work and and maybe even back out and shoot threes. So it'll be uh, really fascinating to see how that team plays off. I think the one the one case you can make is you say, all right, you guys had whatever it was, forty six percent of the you know scoring last season. And we didn't make the playoffs, so we, yeah. we got to get let's better somehow. <laughs> well, let's we got to do something else and find something that yeah. works. Yeah, there's that that carrot is definitely there, and Butler should be the guy that can can sort of. They have to get better defensively. We've talked about this before on this podcast that yeah. they have to get better defensively. And Butler has to be the guy that sort of is the go between between Tibbs and 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 the young guys as far as getting them to play defense and 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 getting them on the right page. We talk about. The different duos. Let me ask you this: What's 
what is your dividing line for these groups of guys? Like, what is it that separates that top group from that next group for you? Is it what they've accomplished so far, the skill set? I mean, what is it that draws that line for you? Well, for me, I think it's a, a – I don't really think you can bet on the future here. You're kind of going on what they've done and what they've shown you. And, um, I mean, it's it, to, to, to say that Irving and Hayward are going to be the best duo next season or in that top tier, can we say that? Like, we, we haven't even seen them play together. We don't know how they're going to fit together. We know they're both good individual players. Right. But is it – can we say that Irving and Hayward are in the top tier of you know, of these duos we're talking about? I have no idea how Boston's going to play. So <laughs> I, I, that's I don't I, either. We, we said I think we said it last week or the week before. Like this is the one team that we just have no idea what it's going to look like because they only have four guys coming back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know what's you know what's interesting to me also is I was looking this just the other day at the depth chart for Boston for next year. Um, yeah, basically you I mean, could get on there right now. That second team is going to be. I mean, they're going to have to really stagger some guys. I mean, the the you know the backups are like Terry Rozier, um, Aaron Baines, Simi Ojolaye, uh, Jason Tatum. Um, they 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 got a. They're not. Green, I, yeah. I feel like they're not as deep as they were a year ago. They're definitely going to be Celtic green. There's no question yeah. about that. I. The other part of this for me as well is who are my favorite duo dynamic duos to watch like you know we've had over the years obviously countless pairings of superstars that really capture fans attention and you know two guys who and i don't know how we i don't know if we classify these guys as they're not all-stars at all so then you know i don't know that they're even in the conversation but i'm gonna enjoy watching Dion waiters <laughs> all contract up playing alongside Whiteside in Miami. Like, I don't think there's going to be any get like let up in Deion Waiters, not based on what I've seen from him this summer on some videos I watched. Like, I can't wait to see him assume that role in Miami that he's already tried to snatch for himself, but to really be like the go to guy down there alongside either Whiteside or Dragic, who's playing. I think Dragic is playing in EuroLeague this summer, right? Right. And looking pretty good. Eurobasket, so. yeah. Yeah, Eurobasket, I mean, I'm sorry. So, I mean, I'll be. There are other pairings that I I like the way they play. You know, to me, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan have been pretty solid the past few years, established themselves as one of the dynamic duos. And that said, I don't need to see Russell Westbrook and Paul George play to think they're going to be one of the most dynamic duos. They just have to work out the chemistry and figure yeah, I think out the what same kind of give and take it's going to be. Same goes for Harden and CP3, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. yeah. Those, that's one of those ones where we know you can envision that working and how that fits. Yeah. So. Yeah, with like Davis and Cousins, we're still not sure, right? Like, yeah, right. I, I didn't think that they looked particularly in sync, you know, in the limited time we saw them this past season. Maybe a summer and a training camp gives them a chance to. Yeah, that's going to be another fascinating themselves. team to watch. Yeah. Like, we still like we could still like think, oh man, the war is going to be Warriors and Cavs again. But like, they're still like within within the lower ranks. There's still a lot of fascinating. Stories, especially with all the movement that we had, you know, with all the, the stars changing teams this summer. Um, there's just so much. And I think New Orleans is one that's fascinating. Not A team that probably you wouldn't put in your top eight in the Western Conference right now, but still just fascinating because of the, 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 the personalities involved, the players involved, and, and, and sort of the future repercussions of, of and how important this season is. You do real. You, you both realize that um... – 
we haven't trusted the process and that Joel Embiid is going to be very upset that he's not listed on our, our list of best duos, right? I mean, he's he doesn't care which teammate you throw with him. Never yeah. mind the fact we haven't seen Markel Fultz or Ben Simmons play a second of NBA basketball yet. True. And Fultz and Simmons might be a pretty good I know. duo. <laughs> I don't know if – I'm sure the Carmelo Anthony fan base out there is upset that he and uh, the Unicorn are not on the list. True. Is it fair? You know, like I think Carmelo gets penalized by a lot of people for various reasons. But, I mean, I, you you take a player of Carmelo's accomplishment and talent and put a freak show talent like Porzingis with him, maybe this is the year they break out and, and push their way onto a list of the most dynamic duos in the league. No? And well, I'm, for I'm me, upset. there's got to be some defense. And I think with those two guys, <laughs> there's basically no defense. Like with all these other combinations we're talking about, there's some some defense involved, you know. Mm. And and the Knicks, as as much as we've you know trashed the triangle for the last couple of years, um, they've been worse. They were worse defensively than offensively last year, and and those two guys were a uh, primary reason. Yeah. What about Dennis Schroeder and cap space? Uh, yeah, yeah. So you're fishing now. Uh, cap space. Uh, what number is cap space wearing? This year, by the way, <laughs> number one. <laughs> um, I I I would suggest to you that there's another list we're going to have to come up with here, perhaps throughout the course of this season, is the the best trios. Because even if you don't put Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum on your list of best duos, if you add Nurkic. And if he plays anywhere close to what we saw from him in that flash, yeah. they, could be a, they could be a three-man group that's a monster to deal with in the Western Conference. And, I mean, there's so many three-man groups. That's yes. when you get, you know, I mean, you throw Horford in there in Boston, and then you put Kevin Love in there with LeBron and Isaiah. And right. Clearly Golden State. Um, you know, that's when you when you get to the three-man groups, that's when you start talking about the teams that are – can do some damage. You would I think. think. Um, yeah, because yeah, Golden State, we already thought that they probably have the best duo. They probably have the best, best trio, trio and probably the best. They definitely four, have the best four, four man, man group. Yeah. And then, yeah, throw in Andre Iguodala for uh, for the death lineup. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably got the sec- best six man group, best seven man. Well, let's just keep on going. <laughs> um, I, you know, and the reason that this came up, obviously, the trade. You know, finally going through um, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic, and uh, a couple of draft picks. Won a second rounder in, what, 2020? And next year's, you know, 2018 first-round pick, unprotected, uh, goes to Cleveland for Kyrie Irving, which that's putting a lot on, like, that's a, that's a haul for Kyrie or for any player. He's got to go. There is no honeymoon period in Boston, is there? I mean, he's got to go in there and develop himself as a, you know, the, the franchise pillar type player right off the bat, no? The jury is out, you know. We don't know what what's, what kind of player he, you know, what he's going to be on his own. Well, he had a couple of years on his own without LeBron, and the Cavs were awful. So, yeah. um, you know, obviously he's much older now, and, and now he's hitting his prime. So let's let's see. You know, I'm I'm – Really curious about how how he's going to play and how that team's going to play. I agree with John, and you know, watching them in the, I mean, the one thing you can say is, look, they took Isaiah Thomas, and and even though they they pass the ball a lot and they play with pace and all that, I mean, it was still a, it was a one man heavy offense um, yeah. with Thomas doing all the scoring. So, 
you know, maybe there's a way to incorporate Kyrie's skills in that same sort of role where you, the ball moves a lot and the players move a lot, but it's still kind of a one-man um, dominant kind of show. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm for people who say, well, he wanted a team where he could go be the man. I'm like, he led them in shot attempts last year, right? Like yeah. he, he, he led the Cavs. He, he's been the he man. He had a higher usage rate than LeBron last year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, think, I think so. I think it was more. I think somebody else has said this, and I, I wish I can give him credit because I can't, re- but I can't remember. It's more about the shadow of LeBron. Yeah. And even when you hit the biggest, one of the biggest shots in NBA history, um, LeBron is still going to be the Doris Burke in interview after at the end of the game, right? Right. right. You know, like even when you you hit the one of the biggest shots in NBA history, and the story is still LeBron delivers a championship to Cleveland, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, Doris Burke is still talking to LeBron at the end of the game. How do you know? Right? So, so it's it's more about I think it's more about the shadow of LeBron. The sort of like a, it's not a and it's more about the intangible than the tangible as far as you know touches and and shot attempts and usage rates. I think like that's that. a great point. I think that's a great point because LeBron, to me, the step back that everybody talks about Dwayne Wade taking when LeBron came to Miami, I thought LeBron tried to do that in a large fashion when he came back to Cleveland. He was he was campaigning openly about how Kyrie was so special and he you know and he didn't want to inhibit the progress Kyrie was making at at such a formative stage of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, and certainly Kevin Love had to change his game and play in a different manner, but I thought LeBron really made a concerted effort to assist Kyrie in becoming a a player who was elevated while playing with him as opposed to some guy who has to Sacrifice certain parts of his game to play with LeBron. I don't know. Is that, I don't know. You think that's fair? I, I think, but that's the way it looked to me. I don't know. It could be partially like lip service, you know, right. like you know, Doc Rivers saying that DeAndre Jordan is should be is is part of the big three when it was Chris, you know, when Chris Paul and Blake Griffin first got together or whatever, you know, like there's there's some of that is is lip service to try to pump a guy up, but. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Kyrie changed all that much as a player. You know, he still had his his uh, you know try to take over moments uh, at inappropriate times. You know, and there was still. I mean, he just makes incre- makes incredible plays at times, but still can frustrate you at times as far as playing the right way and 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 playing for his teammate. Yeah. Speaking of the Clippers, how weird is that now? For the first time in years, we don't. Even- you know, you used to always consider Blake and CP3 as one of those dynamic duos around the league. We don't even bring them – you don't even bring the Clippers or Blake up in these right. conversations without Chris Paul there. Now, you talk about a team that's going to be interesting to watch this year and to kind of see where they go. And has, to me, they've done a whole lot of what Boston has done in terms of they come back with a roster where there's only a few guys left. They really – you know, you look and go, these, are, these guys were – crucial to what the Clippers have done the past few years. J.J. Reddick's gone. Jamal Crawford's gone. CP3 is gone. That's yeah. some of the, the heart and soul of that team the past few years. I, I don't, deeper, though. Yeah, I think they're deeper. And, I mean, they finally have some small forwards, which they haven't had in forever. <laughs> it's, it, it, I just, it's a league where you have to have your superstars. And I don't know. I mean, if Blake's healthy, maybe he's that guy who carries you. But, um. If he's not, who's the, who's going to carry that team um, and carry the scoring Austin load? Rivers. 
<laughs> you know, you know, Austin. You know, Austin's thinking back his mind like he's been working out all summer with that. I got this, guys. Yeah, <laughs> and good for him. Like I love a young, confident guy. But man, that is going to be. Whew, you're talking about a pressure cooker for a coach and a team. You know, yeah, and a guy trying to step into some shoes. Um, I mean, because Austin, Austin is going. He's moving into the starting lineup, right? I mean, that's I, projection, yeah, right? I, I was trying to figure out because they have, as far as guards, they have Teodosic, Patrick Beverly, Austin Rivers, Lou Williams, basically as their four top guards. Right. Now, who do you start with among that group? You know, it's you know you can go, you can go Beverly a and Teodosic, yeah. or I would assume you go Beverly and Rivers. That's and then, what I would think. Yeah, Lou because Williams six man. Lou Williams has clearly proven himself to be an effective six man and. Tidosich and Beverly together. I don't know if that. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think if you've got Gallinari, Griffin, Jordan, I think Tidosich could be the more complimentary player to rip to, to Rivers plus those other three guys, mm-hmm. just because of his passing and his unselfishness. Um, Beverly is obviously a such a tone, uh, good tone uh, setter yeah, on defense. So, yeah, yeah, defense. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do and 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 ultimately what what lineups are successful with that group yeah um i don't know I, i'm just i'm curious i like i said this you start talking about the best duos and then you start realizing how much of the league for all the the change and upheaval this year how much of the league is still the great unknown like mm-hmm. we got a lot of teams that have to figure themselves out in training camp um you know in the early parts of the season which is thanks to the schedule makers is is upon us. Um, we do not have another month or whatever to sit back, relax. I mean, this this 2017-18 season is here. It's we're, we're weeks away from these these guys digging in and getting ready. Um, so that means you two got to get a little rest between now and the start of training camp. I, you know, <laughs> find a find a place to take a nap every day and get ready. Um, and uh, and get ready for the start uh, of this NBA season because it's here, fellas. It's, there's no more hiding. Well, school started already, so I'm already a little <laughs> bit more productive than I was. Yeah, today four weeks ago. Same thing, same thing around here. I saw the Lion King backpack, Lang. Was that the Lion King on that backpack? No, that's the Lion Guard. Oh, it's is that the, what it is? Uh, yeah, it's the sequel to the Lion King. Oh, okay. Show on, show on Disney Junior. You parents of young children would identify with <laughs> Kion and. Bunga the Wise and all the different characters on there. <laughs> Beck getting it in. Yeah. Getting it in. I love it. Check out uh, NBA.com for, for all of the latest and greatest information around the NBA. The offseason is is only got a, a couple of blinks left here before we get into the real action. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts to the Hang Time Podcast. The Hang Time. Um, be sure to leave a review. Tell John Schumann how much you like his uh, – Big brain and, and all of his uh, stats he provides here. Shoot, before we leave, did you have anything trivia related that we could smash out of the park like we did on last week's episode? We already talked about it. it was the, no, I'm just saying, do you have anything point. else? Do you have anything else you want to all offer right, up that right, we could one. smack Name out like Aaron two, Judge? Two current, two pairs of current teammates that received MVP votes this past season. The Durant and Curry? Correct. Uh, Chris Paul and Harden? Nope. They weren't teammates. You mean were they teammates well, last teammates. year? 
what current Carson, teammates? So, yeah, but Chris Paul did not get any uh, MVP votes. Um, wow, he didn't get any. Come on, media, give him a give him a throw him a bone. Oh, LeBron and Isaiah, LeBron and, and, LeBron and, and, Isaiah. and Isaiah Thomas. Right, they yeah. finished fourth and fifth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, listen, shoe. You bet. Listen, you better step your trivia game up for this season because we are smashing <laughs> this stuff lately. Seriously, we're getting we're getting decent at this. Yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> All right, well, well, we will uh, see you right here next week on the Hang Time Podcast. Later. Thanks for listening to the Hang Time Podcast, and be sure to subscribe on iTunes for a new episode every single Thursday this season. And as always, people, remember, say kuna matata. You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and out tip-off. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.